Blackout Podcast. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Emmanuel, man. Thanks for coming to the podcast today. Um, I'm very grateful and I appreciate that you came out this early. <laughs> so I'm going to start with how I met you. I remember going to Instagram and just seeing, I love Jens. I, I guess most people love Jens, man. And I'm seeing all his artwork and it's like, weird and creative and what is happening <laughs> so and then i saw the thing you i think it was cbc yeah so i had one interview with cbc and i did something with the cost uh, yeah 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 so i'm like who's this guy so i just sent a dm i was like i like what you do and i wanted to find out more and, you know we just developed this friendship so uh how did it really start uh i, I think it started the i would say I can i try to phrase back the timeline and i think it started back in august of 2017 where I met this lady at the hotel I work and she she was an artist so she kind of like was talking to me about like uh going uh, past creative blocks and like pushing your passion as a designer or as an artist because she does art but she does it as a side gig but she has like a day job and that's what she pays her bills with but so I was also always struggling with balancing between being an artist and doing my other like uh, day job so she talked to me, she told me about this like daily project she's been doing she so it, she did like 40 day challenge where she was making a different artwork every day so she told me about it so i started one in august and so i did like something with the alphabet so every single day of the month i did something based on an alphabet so it was about 26 days so that was kind of a test for me so after i did that i really liked the project and i kind of liked the way i kind of grew into the project. So I decided I was going to do something for 2018. Mm. So I spent the next three, four months doing research mm-hmm. of what I wanted to do. So I bought this book that was, uh, it says, uh, Make Something Every Day and Change Your Life by Noah Scalin. And he talked about just making something, even even if you have only 15 minutes in the day, you just make something. So the project that made him famous was he made a skull out of the most random things you can find every single day of the year. He just made a score. So there was like soup, there was like bed sheets, it's pretty much whatever you can think of. So I kind of started looking at his book and he had like ideas, like he had like 365 ideas that you could go through. Oh, wow. So he, 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 he did something with, he saw there was an idea about doing something based on movies. And then I saw this other link to the, to a guy that made a movie poster every single day of the year. Mm. So he just redesigned uh, posters. He made them minimalist posters and most of the posters he made were actually more creative than the actual movie posters because he he's an artist versus these other people that made these posters. So he uh so I sort of so I thought about doing something like that, but I wanted to do something a little different. So I followed James Bond on Facebook. So someone posted a link of uh, hun- the uh, top hundred James Bond villains. So I was like, oh, I didn't even think about the number of characters. I was like, if that's just 100 villains, then it means that there are probably a lot more characters. So I started doing like research and I found over 500 characters. So I made like a list, like I made this table, the, the characters, their movies with a villain or ally. And so I kind of put that together. And so I started like doing research on each one. So kind of like streamline it and take off the ones that I couldn't do anything based on. So my whole idea was, okay, so... Since I have 365 characters, I am going to make an artwork based on one character every single day. But the reason I really liked it was because James Bond is very famous in the sense that some people have never seen any movie. Well, <laughs> nobody will tell you they've never heard of James Bond. That's, mm-hmm. that's just the truth. So yeah. I started doing that and I also did research. People only made artworks based on the, minor, on the major characters. 
no one was making uh, artworks on the minor characters. And a lot of minor, minor characters are very memorable. So I started, I made the list and I, so I started, I decided, okay, January 1st, I was going to start and then just do for the whole year. So that's kind of how I aligned on the project. Wow. Yeah. But the current incarnation of the project wasn't my exact plan. I was at the beginning, the first month was the hardest month because I wasn't exactly sure what, was, what I was doing because I didn't, I didn't have enough time to do paintings or make an actual like illustration because I only have so much time in the day because I was still, I still have to work and still have to do other things. So I was like, okay, so what am I going to do now based on the characters if I'm not making an, because most artworks on these characters are paintings or illustrations. So I decided to do collage. So the first month I was doing really abstract stuff. And then later I kind of like changed the format and kind of made it more character based. So now I still do abstract stuff, but not as, as much. So what am I just, uh, so at some point I decided if I'm going to do this the whole year, I kind of have to throw in like a few quirks and just kind of have fun with it. So I started training dinosaurs, like whatever I can think of. Just <laughs> It all depends on the day, depends yeah. on how I feel like, yeah. <laughs> and I actually went the other way around because I know you, but people that might be watching or listening might not know you yet so do you want to tell us a little bit about emmanuel uh so i uh i grew up in lagos nigeria i i was born in uh 1994 so i'm just uh, 24 years so uh grew up growing up in nigeria i actually like grew up on like watching like the old bond movies so like the 70s 80s i didn't really see anything from the 60s because i don't think my my uh my uncles and my dad they had collections stayed in that back but uh so i i grew up on this and uh, on well, it would have been Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan because Pierce Brosnan was the late 90s. So that was the... In fact, the first Bond movie I saw was Tomorrow Never Dies. And it's it's not my favorite, but that was the first one that I, that I actually saw and got mm. me interested. Uh, but uh, so growing up, I always wanted to do, uh, do something in the arts. So my initial plan was I was going to go to college and do fine arts. I did that for one year, actually. And then I just switched to graphic design. So what, what caused the switch? Uh... I think I got caught up in the whole Photoshop craze. This would have been in 2011, 2012. I kind of got, got caught up in the craze and I, I decided I was going to learn Photoshop because I found it really exciting. So that is kind of how I just switched over. And honestly speaking, I, I think it kind of worked out well for me because uh, what I was doing with Fine Art before was I don't think I was doing anything new. It's pretty much what people had done. Because uh, when I went back home in 2014, I saw like old like drawings and things that I did. But uh, I was like... Um, I think the switch kind of worked out well for me because we kind of the program I did was kind of a it's, it's it was called a visual arts and visual design program, so we did like web design, animation, like pretty much anything you can think of, yeah. Cool. But uh, yeah, so but I also like uh, for for music influences, I really like Fela. Fela Kuti is my all-time favorite musician. He's the that's the song I like listening to. I like his songs to Femi and Sheo. So those are the kind of songs I listen to. That kind of like influence. Actually, I'm gonna ask: Does Sheo Hans make his own music, or he still just sings his father's music? No, he he he's, he always has made his music. He, oh. he makes his own music. Yeah. Uh, Shell, uh... So Shell is the youngest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Femi is the oldest yeah, one. Got yeah, it, got it, got yeah. It. They they all make their own music, but they. Like so, there's this uh, celebration like festival every year. So they do like sing their dad's old songs and. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know why I thought that Sean just sings his father's. Oh songs. no, he he has his own original music. Because yeah. I think um with Femi Kuti, like he just came out with his own, own songs, songs yeah. and then um 
I didn't know that. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll you play, know Shaukuti, I'll... like he he was like he was younger, so he used to hang out with his dad a lot. So he does a lot of like similar stuff with his dad. It looks like yeah. his father a lot too. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where my music influences come from. Uh, so I've always like really wanted to do the arts. That's where my whole like even in in high school, like all my notes, I would. That's kind of how I listen to classes. Mm. I just like draw, and then I just that's how I take in stuff. Well, lots of teachers didn't understand that. I got into trouble all the time. <laughs> all my notebooks, like you can see, like comics, and I just drew like the most random stuff on it. And yeah, I got into trouble just for yeah drawing. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, because people don't understand how important. Like I just um, there's a reset that actually shows how important, like how important doodling is to learning. Yeah. It does think. I, oh, I, I think it's it's not just. I at first I thought it was just a Nigerian thing where the they have we have such a strict educational system where you need to pay attention. But even here too, like some teachers allow you to draw, and then some are take offense to you just doodling in their class. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to ask about uh, why. So, if you were a teacher, say you're a teacher, how you'd handle people do- doodling in your class? I, I, I honestly would take a uh, like example from one of my teachers where. And it wasn't this class wasn't a design or it wasn't an art class. So part of the program I did in college was a communications program. So we had these communication classes and the guy, he would come to class and he would bring like uh paper and like uh, paint and well, what do you call that uh, little, it's like, it's like in a small container. It's like clay, but it's not really clay. And you can kind of make shapes out of it. Oh, Play-Doh. Yeah, Play-Doh. So he would bring stuff like that to class and he would just like bring markers and you can just do whatever when oh, he wow. was teaching. Yeah. Um, what does communication mean to you? Uh, communication for me is uh, I'm more of a visual person. I I'm do, I do okay with words, but I'm more visual in, sen- in that sense. But communication means for me is about like passing the message and everyone understanding it. So it, it doesn't matter how you pass that message as long as the, the your audience gets that message. That's mm. what communication actually means to me. Uh, do you have any favorite like TV or po- or poster ads? Uh, none that I actually comes up to mind. I do like the old uh, Coke Coke ads from like the seventies and eighties. With uh, even the ones from the thirties, the one with the original Santa Claus. Wow. Yeah, those, those ones were actually like very creative. Well, like, do you can you give an example of any? One? I I can't really think of one, but I can think of really bad ones, like the <laughs> the one the one Pepsi tried to do last year. The with, girl uh, with uh, was it Kylie Jenner? Yeah, one of yeah. the that one, was of, so one of the Jenners. Yeah, that was, that, so they, they, what, what so are they, they thinking? They, so they apparently uh, the concept was that wasn't what they were trying to convey, but that's kind of what it came off. But it came off as if you drank Pepsi, Pepsi can solve all the Black Lives Matter problems. <laughs> so that's kind of what I got from the ad. No, really. Yeah. But, so what? What did they? What did they? What, I never paid attention. Like I never paid attention to what Pepsi said about it because it was just stupid they were trying to capitalize that was the peak of that whole black Lives matter movement with all the killings that were happening yeah so pretty much what happened in the ad was kylie jenna was there were people fighting in the background and, and people she, protesting and she was she went and gave off and pepsi so i guess pepsi <laughs> I, 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 pepsi i'm <laughs> sorry and you remember it it's actually um a, like uh uh, homage to a picture of this girl that was holding, like, that was being arrested, I think. Um, I, I'm gonna try, I can't think of it now. But I, think, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but she, I don't... she was like 
in, she was wearing this dress and then she, I think she was getting arrested by cops so they were kind of paying homage, homage to that, that like, yeah. so instead of the girl getting arrested she gave coke and everything yeah. was that was I, just I, I, so I, I'm not exactly sure how they thought that was going to fly <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where like if you've made that mistake you should better you should better stand with it like if you if you if because that I'm sure that video made went through so many people and so many people are like okay this is good because yeah. they didn't make it randomly this was well thought out and then someone said okay this is fine and they put it out. Actually, talking of that, you know, I've noticed this trend, especially with uh, clothing brands, uh, since it's all about design, where they make if, uh, an outfit or either they write something or the, like, I think the the most recent one was the Prada one where they, they made this little doll. It's black with really big lips. And I remember one where they had a, girl, a kid wear a shirt that said monkey. What do you think really goes in the car, the design meetings t- that ends up with such I, a I, I think brand the, message? I think the problem with those big brands is most of the creative decisions are made by the people in suits that don't know anything about design or art. So I think that's where... So it's like the they hire the designers and the artists, so they make those designs, and then but the overall decision is made by people at the top. Mm. And most of those people don't understand. And they are, they are, most of them are just delusional, honestly. That's just, that's just the truth. Because, I remember, do you watch a, a show called Silicon Valley? No. So it's a really nice show about the Silicon Valley. And this, these guys, they design stuff. So there's a bad guy. I can't remember his name. Well, he's a bad guy. But uh, he has a big company. He's like bigger than Google in this mm-hmm. world. Um, and he designed the box, right? So he wanted his name on the box, and his signature looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> so they designed this box and I was like, mm, I want my name on there. And then they put his name and the design, you know, like the signature, how he signs it. It's like, ah, it's not big enough. Like everyone, like he can't see he, what people are seeing. Yeah. That you're putting, I think his name, I can't remember his name, something Belson or something. He puts the name there on this box and it's like, it's big. So it's like, this stick and the box name there. <laughs> How do you do that? I but, but, but I, I, the thing with that is a, a lot of people, like when the decisions are made, like you, they don't run into enough groups because some companies have like focus groups. And because if when Pepsi made that ad, I'm pretty sure if they had shown that ad to like a black focus group, they would have been like, nah, this is no good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Pepsi is like a huge company. So I'm sure they have like a marketing team and everything. They paid for millions of dollars for that ad. But mm. it's just that somehow that just sneak through i don't i don't even know how that happened yeah so um using how, how do you feel about using celebrities to mark for marketing i i think it's very very smart because it does work because there's something called uh there's there's something in design called uh what's it called these uh pathos these logos and these uh ethos so i think th- with that is i think uh, i think that's i think that's pretty well i think that's the yeah, ethos where you use like somebody that is uh, someone that's famous to kind of sell that product. Mm. So, for example, you're trying to sell a drug now. You once you put on a lab coat and you tell people to buy the <laughs> drug, automatically it's like okay, it's a doctor selling us this drug, right? If you put an engineer, if you put on dress like an engineer with a hat hat trying to sell you this drug, people are going to be a little bit like, okay, what's happening here? Mm. But if you once you put someone in a lab coat, whether the person is a doctor or not, at that point no one really knows. They just so I think it's it's I think it's about validation. It's like, oh, this celebrity likes it, so I like it too. But like so for example, Kylie Jenner now, doing that Pepsi ad, she has like millions of followers. She has like little girls that look up to her and follow her. So they'll pretty much buy whatever she buys. So if she 
if she's like, if, for example, in movies, like someone, someone is wearing a watch and it's like people go buy that watch because, oh, that person was wearing the watch. Because mm. I, was, I was watching a, a iRobot the other day with Will Smith and he was, uh, there's a scene where he runs with Converse. Actually, Converse sales actually grew up because of that, because yeah. of the, him wearing the shoes. Even Men in Black, the, the glasses they wore, like the company, I forget the name of the company that sold the glasses, but mm. the, their sales actually like went up from the glasses because people are like, oh, well, I want to look like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, James Bond franchise does that too. So yeah, like, like Rolex watches, and even the cars. Like, yeah, even uh, the, the most famous uh, James Bond car, which is the Aston Martin DB5 from uh, Goldfinger. They actually like grew up in the car actually went up in high sales because people were like, okay, I want to drive this car. This car looks cool. And the car had all sorts of gadgets like the, uh, uh, had like rockets, uh, ejector seats. So people were like, oh, I want to buy this car. So people would buy, like, they, they even made a, a Lego set recently based on that car. Oh, and wow. they made so much money from it because people are like, oh, that car is cool. I want to buy it. Yeah, Lego is a yeah. great brand. And now they're even going to movies and making branded. Have you seen any of the Lego I, I've movies? I've seen uh, the Lego Batman. That was I, actually that pretty was, good. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I, I remember I watched it last, hmm, I think two, uh, I think it was last year. So last year, uh, the Atlantic Film Festival, they have this thing where they go around the city showing films. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the films they show was the Lego Batman. And it was kids that are watching, obviously. Yeah. But there are some jokes there that you are not adults to get it. That, that, that was a really good Which film. I find that fascinating when I watch movies that I watched as a kid. I'm like, this totally went over my head. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Like even kids movie too, like they made all this, they make all these adult jokes, but you don't even get it until you grow like an adult. You're like, yeah. oh, I didn't even like I didn't if even you, know this was if here. you watch Shrek again, the the bad guy's name is his name is Lord Farquad. Yes. Farquad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things like this. And if you watch in uh they are like Pixar Wait, is it Pixar that makes Shrek Shrek? No, I think no, it's no, at Dreamworks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, the the if you watch that, like I just watched it recently. Well, I was watching it in pieces, but I picked up a, a lot of things. So I watched Love Aquat and all these tiny, tiny jokes. But it was a sad part, actually. In the beginning, when Love Aquat is t- kidnapping all the, uh, like, all the animals, magical parts. One was the, a, a, a bear, the wife, and the kid. And then, if you see that, then later in the movie, you see the father and the, and the little bear, but the mom is not there. But the mother bear is on Lord Farquaad's um, room as a bear rug. Yeah. But as a kid, you don't notice you don't, that. You don't, you don't notice it. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> they do this thing. So, like, Lego Batman, when the kids are watched it now in five, ten years, time, like, oh, that's what they mean. Yeah. So, going back with film, let's talk about this whole James Bond thing. Um, do you have any favorite James Bond film? Uh, so, I don't... I don't really like. I don't really have a f- like favorite where it's absolute favorite, mm. but I kind of sort them out in like how watchable the movie is. Because mm. there are some really bad ones, like Diamonds Are Forever. I have watched that movie so many times. It is like uh, one of the. So which one is Diamonds Are Forever? So again? that's that's so that was Sean Connery's last one. So that was the one where uh, there were two bad guys. There were two gay bad guys. Uh, so this was in the seventies. So this was a very revolutionary thing. Okay. Because at the time I watched the movie, I found it weird that. Well, I, well, tell me, what gadget was in Diamonds of Forever? Uh, Diamonds of Forever. So that was uh, what would have been in Diamonds of Forever now? 
So that was uh, the one. The, uh, the, the, the there was also the, like the rich billionaire that was pretty much like a Trump. This was like Trump before Trump. <laughs> so he was just like it was just like crazy guy. I was just like doing whatever he likes. He had like a huge like mansion called the White House. Oh, his wow. name was Willard White. Okay. I, I don't think there was any. I'm think, trying to think now. There's no like crazy crazy gadget from uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Uh. Yeah. But uh, so that movie. At the time I saw that movie when I was younger, I didn't really get it. But now that I watched the movie, I kind of see what they were doing. Because mm. I saw the two, the two bad guys very right, holding hands. I was like, oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, I found it strange at that time. But now I kind of understand what they were doing. Okay. But reading about it at that time when the movie that made the movie in 71, that was a big deal. Like, oh, like two gay guys in the movie were the huh. villains. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, what do you think of um, uh, Michael? Uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, he made this kind of parody of James Wan movies oh, Mike, called Mike Myers. Yeah, um, yeah. Austin Powers. Yeah. What do you think oh, of I those movies? Oh, I absolutely love Austin Powers. So for Austin Powers, the humor is really weird. So, so, so some people don't like it, and me, yeah, I really like it. But if you are like a huge James Bond fan, like you totally get the humor. You like all the parodies, like you totally understand what's happening. You're like, okay, I see what this is, yeah. this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, love- like uh, the uh, Will Ferrell's character Mustafa. Yeah, he's. I I didn't even know this until a few like like a few weeks ago. So he's a parody of like a minor character from like Diamonds Are Forever. Like the guy shows up in one scene. Like he's literally in one scene. Do you remember the scene where you saw Mustafa in Diamonds Are Forever? So it's at the very beginning. So at the beginning, so. Basically, what happened in Diamonds of Forever was... Uh, so, before Diamonds of Forever was uh, for on Her Majesty's Civil Service. So, that was George Lizenby's only movie. <laughs> so, he signed like a seven-movie contract. But after the movie, he, he he felt like he didn't want to do it anymore. Wow. So, he kind of cut his contract short and he left. He, there were also some other problems that he was difficult to work with and all this other backstage stuff. So, they got Connery back, uh, Connery back for just one more movie. Hmm. So... The whole idea was they were going to make Diamonds Are Forever a continuation of On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which Bond's wife gets killed at the very end. So it was supposed to be a continuation. Oh. So Diamonds Are Forever was kind of a continuation, but not really. So because at the beginning, they show Bond looking for Blofeld because Blofeld killed his wife. his wife. So he's looking for Blofeld at the beginning. So he's like going through like various like henchmen. So he runs to Mustafa. So they show this scene where Mustafa is at the casino and he's like... Uh, so he's playing cards. So he's like, so he said cards, and then he says hit me. So Bond like swings him around and gives him a punch, and kind of asks him where is uh, Blofeld, and then he gives him directions. So that's the only scene Mustafa shows up. Uh. So I was just amazed that they, they managed to turn <laughs> Mustafa into like a huge character yeah. in Austin Powers. Mustafa was the one that just wouldn't die, right? Yeah, the guy that wouldn't, wouldn't die. Yeah. Oh, sit down here. I love those movies. I I I can't I can't get enough of the guy. I'm hoping they make a fourth one, but now that uh, Minimi is dead, so I don't know how. Yeah, that, it's uh, true he died. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think for me with Austin Powers was that he he was committed to that role. Yes. Like, and another uh, gag that I love is when they are naked. But he will either be drinking like cup yeah. to block something, and then he will hold stuff to block. That was really, really creative. Yeah, I love that really, film. They really got creative with the movie. Do you know? It took me. I didn't find until recently. I didn't know. I didn't know Mike Myers was so fat bastard. Oh yeah. I didn't, like, <laughs> for some reason, I didn't even think together. Talking of him being fat bastard, um, what do you think of like Eddie Murphy when he was doing all those clumps? He was playing all those roles, like. Do do you feel uh, when an actor is playing so many roles in a movie, he kind of diminishes the impact he has in playing? Ah, uh, I I think it's actually like pretty impressive. 
the first movie I saw someone play multiple characters was uh, uh, Coming to America, where Eddie Murphy was just like all over Everybody, the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, but I think it's actually pretty impressive for you to be able to just... Was he also the pastor with the Jerry Curl, right? It, uh, I think so. I think he was. I think it was, and he was also the barber, barber. and there was like one other one too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's actually like pretty impressive for like he actually showed range, but you can kind of low key tell it's Eddie Murphy the way he was his kind of mannerisms. But I think it's actually like really impressive when you can actually like go from row to row. Yeah. Like Dr. Evil and Austin Powers, you can kind of tell he's the same person, but he like completely switches mm. when he's like playing like mm. the characters. So that's kind of why I really like Mike Myers because he's very, he shows range and he's very yeah. versatile. Yeah, yeah. Mike Myers is talking of um, this guy, Eddie Murphy. He was also the Dunking Shrek and I was yeah, going back yeah, to Shrek. Is, yeah. um, that, I think, you know, Sometimes casting the right person in the right role is just important because I don't think anybody... Well, maybe they can cast him as Donkey, but I just think he had it. It, it would probably be different because yeah. I heard that uh, Will Smith turned down the role of uh, Neo in the, metric, in the Matrix. Yeah, I know. Because he wanted to go do uh, Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, what a... Yeah. I, know, like, I, had the, I, I read that story recently. I was like, wow. <laughs> Because he apparently he never made a western, so he really wanted he to make, make a western. One. So it just happens that I, I hate that movie. That movie is really bad. Oh god, that <laughs> movie is just. It, there's nothing going for it. And I really like Will it. Smith, but I'm just like that is probably Will Smith's like worst movie. There, there was nothing going for it. They got the like the bad guy was had no range. The gadgets they used was weird. The jokes I, I, they were didn't land. For, like over the top humor, yeah, but the jokes I, just, I, it didn't, just didn't work well. Yeah. Like yeah, now Matrix and now and actually. uh Keanu Reeves is funny because I remember seeing Speed and I was like, I just loved him from Speed. Then he did Matrix. And Matrix is one of my favorite films. And then now he's doing John Wick. John Wick, yeah. I just heard that there's a third one coming out. I really like the second one. I, I think I've the, second one, the second really, one. Really, I, I think I know, the second one is right? better than the first one because the second one, you know the way Hollywood movies, so when they make it for the first movie and it's like, it's unexpectedly makes money. They'll give them all the, the money. The second one is just like, Times two. It's like with, with Deadpool. It's like oh, we're going to double all the all the action and everything. So it's like it's really crazy. Yeah, I've not yeah. seen that one. I, I plan to see it though before I see the third one because, I mean, and I also heard that they are trying to make a TV series based on that hotel and the people that live in there, like that world. Yeah, well, what do they call those guys? I, I forget. I forget what they're called. Yeah, now, like yeah. they spend special coins, coins and, and stuff. Yeah. Where, where it's like a murder kind of like yeah, hotel, yeah. yeah. But that girl was silly. What was she thinking? I. <laughs> Like she knows the rules, right? Yep. She was well, she was aware. I'm I'm not exactly sure why why she would uh, yeah, do that. I don't yeah. Know. To me, I just think that was kind of not very good writing. I just felt. I mean, she she, she like what was she thinking? Because she knows that their rule. You know, you don't break that. So why would she? I, I, you know, sometimes it's right, and I think sometimes the writers they put themselves in the corner, and it's just like. <laughs> You kind of know that this is bad, but you're just like, you know what? Just, uh, <laughs> let, just let it go. <laughs> it's kind of like when I'm like doing some stuff like in I mean, in design, I, I kind of know I'm like, this doesn't look that good, but I'm just like, just, uh, just <laughs> let's just get this over with. So um, you were saying illustration and you you said you were not going to paint you're not going to do illustration well so i i didn't i didn't really want to paint or like do illustrations because you kind of need like a lot, a lot of, of time, time to do that and but so, i think he had one illustration well i have some illustrations but yeah. what, so what i do with illustrations is i do like a traceover of on the characters okay. but what i do is i kind of try to i try to make it like uh abstract mm. so i try to work with symmetric shapes mm-hmm. 
So it's not an exact traceover. So yeah. I try to use circles and like triangles to kind of see if I can get the same kind of effects with the oh, face. Okay. So that's I try to like play around the symmetry. Do you use do. one of those pen things? Uh, so the thing with this, I, I, I was using the pen thing at the beginning of the year, but my... What kind, is it called? Syntex? Uh, so, so that's... I think Syntex is like the, it's like the, the brand company. name. I, oh, okay. I think it's, it's a stylus. I'm not sure, but oh, okay. I, it's called like a drawing... I call like, it's called like a drawing pad. Mm. I have one of those, but mine kind of died at the beginning of the year, so I haven't used it. I've been working with the mouse. Mm. And honestly speaking, I kind of like grew on the mouse, so oh. I prefer using the mouse. But if you're doing illustrations, like it's better to use the pen, like... It's it's I but eventually I want to get uh the actual like I forget what that's called, like the actual like screen where you can draw on the actual yeah, screen itself. Yeah, it's great. Um, but it's like so expensive. Yeah. But that's my what I want to get because if you get that, like walking becomes way easier for you. Because mm. you're actually like walking on the screen itself. It's like walking on the canvas. Okay. Versus walking and then looking up on the screen. Oh, I don't know. I There's a series that uh, I think Vanity Fair does where they bring a director of a film. I, 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 I can't remember the title, but the director basically explains this scene. scene yeah. So uh, the one I saw, I've seen a few, but one I liked was the director of uh, Black Panther. It was, exp- it was in explaining the scene in, you notice in, in the gamp, in the casino, yeah, where the girl, uh, the girl was fighting. You know, you know that that you know that scene is a parody of uh, a scene from uh, Skyfall. Oh wow! There's a casino scene in, in Skyfall, so that scene is very. Not, I wouldn't say parody, but it's a very similar kind of setup. There. Oh okay. Yeah. So Skyfall is the one where the boss lady dies, right? No. So Skyfall is yes, the it, sk- sk- is the boss lady dies in the church. M. Oh yes, oh, M. Yeah, M died at the end. Yeah, in the church. Yes. Yeah, and but and the bad guy had the funny teeth. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, Raul Silva. <laughs> <laughs> so what what made him have that? Like it was a sickness oh, or okay, something. Okay, so the, the, basically the storyline of that. So so he was an MI six agent. Mm. So basically, but he was kind of he was a little crazy. So basically, what M did was so M actually sacrificed him to get like six other prisoners. Uh. So she actually gave him up to the enemy. So he was in this prison for like years. So he tried to kill himself with cyanide. Oh. But he actually survived the cyanide poisoning, so that kind of like ruined his jaw. Okay. So he had like artificial jaw, basically. So that scene was when he took out the jaw. So, so it, it kind of showed what M did to him, basically, because mm. M did that to him. Oh, so it, yeah. oh, so it was kind of personal. Yeah, it was, it, was to... a, it was a personal beef, basically. Okay, yeah, he was why... he was going after M. M. Bond was just a scapegoat, uh, but M was his focus because M like pretty much like away. gave him away for six other people. Yeah, yeah. And Skyfall was the one where they fought on a train, right? Yeah, so that was uh, the beginning. Was he fought on the train? Yeah. Running. Oh my no, god! No, no. The, the black guy running was a uh, Casino uh, Royale. I'm mixing films. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. Those small films. Though. Then, what, um, what do you think of uh, what's his name? The new Bond. Oh, but well, they haven't. Uh, no, no. The the oh, current, that's, oh, I uh, mean, uh, uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah. I actually, he's my second favorite, actually. So, yeah. so Connery is number one for me, and then he's number two. Yeah. Because he's uh, he brings like a different like take to it. He's not trying to like spoof anybody. Because the problem that some of the Bonds had is like the Roger Moore had his own style, which I didn't like, which is like really like funny and like over the top. Because mm. he like he was not intimidating. Like you could not take him seriously. <laughs> like, that, that was the problem with him. Like, but honestly, like, but he's a great actor. Yeah. But he just like had some of the weirdest movies. So, what do you think of um, Live and Let Die? Oh, no, that's my favorite. That's my favorite Roger Moore movie, and oh. that's like my number. I feel like he picked in the first movie. 
After so that, he kind of Le- just went Leva down. Leda is first one. Was his first one. So I feel like he picked after that. I he just went that down. Film. Because for me, that I was like, that was like the first like black villain, and he would that was so the whole setup. I was just like, wow, this is actually like really amazing. And also, that's the one where there was like there were there was a chase, and then a car drove over the what like like a bridge. Yeah, to the so, so there was like there was the boat. There was like yeah, this boat, sorry, boat chase. Boat. Yeah, it was a flying Nobody boat. Thing. Yeah, and oh. it was and, and the whole like scene was was like all done like was actual stunts. Yeah, like the the. I guess the boat flew over like a road that was about yeah. like uh, what's like ten, like uh, twenty, thirty yards. A, it was a record-winning stunt. Talking of stunts, um, what do you think about CGI? Uh, so I really like CGI. A lot of people like bash it because <laughs> I, I think for me CGI, I'm just like I think people like uh, like special effects people are very underrated because mm. you watch a lot of movies because the thing with CGI is you only notice CGI when it's like bad oh, good yeah I watched this clip on YouTube where they like showed some scenes with CGI's and you're just like oh I didn't even know that was fake like uh, what's uh, Wolf of Wall Street mm. there's a scene do you know the scene on the boat where they're having this party, party. in the boat yeah. the whole background wasn't there completely f- green screen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like I didn't even notice <laughs> But but it, except the CGI is bad, you're like okay, or except it's like obvious CGI, like dinosaurs. You're like okay, it's yeah, it's probably gonna be CGI. Yeah. Before you go to the CGI thing, you just mentioned one of Wolf of Wall Street. I always have this question: Do you think um, when DiCaprio got his Oscar, he's acting in uh, what's that film called? The one with the bear was better than his acting in Wolf of Wall Street. I would have probably given him the Oscar for Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. I, I know, think it was more right? impressive. Oh my. I, I think the one with the beard, they were just like, okay, we Finally. know, we, we know, we, we know, we know, we've kind of shitted on you for so long, so we're just gonna give you an Oscar now. Yeah, that, because, I think that's what it was. Yeah, because that be- was it called uh, Revenant? Yeah, I mean, it was okay for a DiCaprio performance. I've seen way better DiCaprio movies. Yeah, like, I just think they were just like, okay, we've kind of done you wrong for I so mean, long. Um, the Aviator. He acted his Even, life in uh, that the, film. the one with uh, the one with uh, Catch is, Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. I, I, mean, I really like Catch Me If You Can too. The, the guy that the film is about actually said, "Man, that was me." It was like he was watching himself, and he played it age range uh, all through the movie. Uh, yep. ah, I uh, so they gave him for Revenant. Like, oh, finally, let's, let's just, just, let's just give you a, something. Because the running joke was that he he never won an Oscar, <laughs> <laughs> and they always nominate him. Yes. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> But and you know you know it's funny Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street has a scene with ah uh, what's his name that guy that was you know singing. Uh, like he met him in the in the like a is it Jonah Hill? No 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 no. no. He he won an Oscar that year for the film where he was a trans where he had a trans um he Dallas Buyers Club. I haven't seen. He that talks like all right all right all right. That's what he's kind of known for. I can't remember his name. But anyway, that guy was in Wolf of Wall Street and then he just came, he stole the scene from uh, DiCaprio. Where Remind the scene where, kind of near the beginning before he really gets into uh, the financial world, where he's with... Uh, is, he, is he Matthew? Mac- uh, yeah, he, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot his, la- so I forgot his last name. Yeah, 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 yeah. That same year, he made Dallas Buyers Club, and then they nominated um, him and DiCaprio, DiCaprio and yeah. he, he won. won yeah. like, oh, Is it Matthew man. McConaughey? Yeah, I think him, it's McConaughey, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, that guy is like acting serious stuff now. Because I remember he acted in a shit film called Gold Something. Did you see that one? The, the, the first was... movie I saw him in was, uh, what's the... Uh, 
the really funny movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. where he was he was playing a bag he, he was playing a black guy. He was an actor in the movie oh, playing a black guy. Oh my uh, god! Tropic, 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 Tropic Thunder, yeah. My favorite comedy. Do you know I didn't I didn't know Tom Cruise was in that movie. It took me a while to do that. Tom Cruise that movie. So, but, but when I found out it was Tom Cruise, I was like, okay, this makes so much sense. You know, now, like, one, it's, of the, one of the coolest scenes that Tom Cruise had in that movie where he's like, uh, who's the head grip? No, he's like, who's the head grip? Yeah, come. Punch the director in the face. <laughs> I love Tom Cruise. I, I I know people I know people shit on him for his own Scientology and all that, but as an actor, he's Oh like, my god. I, he does his stunts. That guy is just mad. He, but the thing with Tom Cruise is, I've only ever seen one bad Tom Cruise movie, which, and, which is uh, The Mummy, which well, is just, like, this just like a bad movie. But most of the what mo- made it bad for you? It's just it's a, it's a bad movie in general, like, like effects, the like story. story, everything was just like it wasn't a good movie ah! because they, they tried to remake The Mummy, but like they want to make it darker. But uh, it, I guess yeah. it didn't work the way they wanted it to work. Yeah. But that's pretty much only bad Tom Cruise movie I've seen. Most of his movies are always like decent to good. Yeah, I, I still need to see have Fallout. You, I'm have not you seen, seen Fallout uh, uh, Leave Die Repeat? Oh my God! It's not. It's, what did they call it? Because I I play the game, so that's kind of what I know it. I forget the actual name. Yeah, of the yeah. I, I, Edge of tomorrow. Yeah, Edge of tomorrow. Yeah, it. Edge of tomorrow. Yeah. That movie is like really underrated. That movie is really really good. Yeah. Although the ending kind of like the ending was a little bit <laughs> mad, but but, but it, oh my god, the film was no, good. Yes. Yeah, and, and apparently and they lost money in box office. Like, I guess promotion was not yeah. was not there. Yeah, yeah. Like I really like. Edge of Tomorrow is yeah. good. And it, seeing it in Tropic Thunder was good. Yeah, I love Tropic Thunder. Like, that whole film was just a really, really, really well-made film. From the beginning to the end, I can't I can't look at it. F- like, I can't even see a part in that movie where I said, mm, I didn't like Robert that part. Jr., like, when I first saw that movie, I was like, <laughs> I was confused. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> that scene killed me. And then the black guy turns like, what do you mean you pay for? <laughs> I, I think I think the thing with him now he's 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 stuck with Iron Man now at this point. Yeah, he's gone to the part where I th- I don't think he can play another role. He's just yeah. like Iron Man at this point. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, talking about that, I've not seen the last Avengers. I want to see the last one before. Oh, you I haven't know. seen Infinity War? No, I've not seen. God, it. Come on, yeah, I've just. <laughs> come yeah. on, I keep saying I'll, I'll mean to see it. I think it's actually oh, honestly speaking that is my favorite Marvel movie because the problem with the, my problem with the Marvel movies is the villains are just like. Nonsense. You, it's just nonsense. Yeah. Like I know people like Loki, but I Loki is a he's a good character, but he's he's not a villain he can't, to me. I, you can't, I, like for the Avengers movie, like I couldn't take him seriously. I feel like for the Avengers movie, like it was just about like getting the Avengers together. Together, yeah. But him wise, like being a villain, I'm just like like, what, what like is, even the Hulk, like even there's this scene where the Hulk like literally just smashes him, like it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the favorite. But with, with Thanos, like every scene that he shows up, you know that something is going down. Like they were they were not messing around with Thanos. Like he was just like taking people out. Yeah. Like he like they were like I was like okay this is and what's even strange that like, he the same guy that played Thanos he mm. was also uh, Deadpool. He, he also he was also in Deadpool. Oh, yeah. I forget his name in Deadpool now. Yeah, with the hand. Yeah. Uh, is, is it Josh Brolin? That's his yep. name. Yeah. So, so I I really like Avengers. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Uh, oh, the last you, you one. You can yeah. skip Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron was no. I've seen. I've seen. I, I oh, feel I've, like I think, I've seen all the ones except Ants and Wasp mm-hmm. and Ants Man and Wasp and uh, 
uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Those I feel are like the only two Marvel because they built such a hide like credit. It's like Apple. They just they can make mistakes and just like get away with Whatever. it. Whatever. I feel like Age of Ultron. If someone else made Age of Ultron, they, that movie would make any make any money. <laughs> or it would make money, but it would be seen as a bad movie. That movie made like one point five billion or something like that. Yeah. But the movie itself was Age of Ultron was like was like Tony Stark. What do you think much. of Black Panther? Though? I really the one of the reasons I like Black Panther was because besides the whole like black like uh, aspect of the movie was I really like the way like they kind of created a world for it. It's kind of a world separate from the rest of the Marvel like kind of universe. It's 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 still in the Marvel universe, but it's very very separate. The kind of style and everything was very completely different, mm. which is kind of what the kind of I, I guess our Marvel did this year with like even uh, Thor Ragnarok because even even like uh, Ragnarok too. Like it was a totally different movie from the rest of the movies. If you watch the first two Thor movies, it had like, the same like Marvel style. It was just like it, those movies were pretty bad. Oh if, my god! If it wasn't Marvel, like yeah. those movies would have pretty bad yeah, reviews. Honestly, you know, it's it's always like Captain America's film will be very very good. Then Iron Man will be okay. Uh, I, I, then I don't Thor think the, 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 the second the two. Iron Man 2 and 3, I don't think they were good movies. Yeah. I, think, I think 3 was better. I know people were like shitting on the Mandarin, but <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it was a funny, I thought it was a funny, like, uh, was like, it was, a, I didn't see that coming from anywhere. Yeah, I guess. But Iron Man 2 was just like, I don't know what was happening. That was, I didn't like it. Yeah. Especially coming after Iron Man 1, like, I didn't like 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. There are some movies in the Marvel Universe that were just like, if this was made by someone else, like, this would be seen as a really bad movie. Yeah. Like, even uh, the first Ant-Man, I was just like, I don't, why does Ant-Man have his own movie? Like, that was, <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> they're just going to keep piling all yeah. these movies and, and so making all there, these there movies. Is, uh, there's the, what's the, uh, is it Captain Fantastic coming? Yeah, uh, is, it, is, it, is it Captain Fantastic? No, no. Is it, that what she? Is that what, no, no. Uh, what, what's she called? Uh, I can't remember. Captain Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah. They want to make a female movie. I'm just like there are other like female characters. Before see, Captain Marvel. see, you know what? Everyone is going to compare that film to uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman, and Wonder Woman was really, really good. So I don't know. Uh, oh, see, Wonder Woman. I don't. I don't. I didn't really like that movie. What didn't you like about it? The, the villain was just like the movie was good up until the third act where we got to the villain. Oh, and, and see things that. just went crazy. I was yeah. like, what is happening? You know, it's one of those. It, you know, as in personally, I find writing the I, if I if I have an ending, sometimes if I have an ending, it's actually easier to write. Yeah, like I know, okay, this is going to happen. It's just to tell the story how to get there. But if I start and I don't have the ending, oh my god, it's trouble. The, the movie turned into like God of War, basically. It was yeah. just like I was like, what is happening? Like, even like they turned into like a big C because that's my problem with, with uh, comic movies. The end is always like it's big CGI battle. Has to so, like, be. How do you uh, avoid that? That's you can't you can't really avoid it. But sometimes there's so much going on. But I still you, think, you don't even know what's. Happening. I guess because I've not seen Infinity War yet, my my, my best Marvel movie is still Winter Soldier. Though. I really like Winter Soldier because that that was actually very different from like the rest of the Marvel like universe. But for some reason, they never went back to that style. Yeah, I'm, well, I just, but is the guys that made Winter Soldier that made Infinity War? Yeah, is it? Uh, yeah, the oh, Russo brothers. Russo brothers. Yeah. yeah. I uh, speaking of the Marvel movies, the uh, the first Captain America. People don't like that movie, but I actually really like it. It was, it was a very like small kind of movie. Yeah. Where it, I really like the whole like CGI where they like place the guy's head on like, or we put uh, Chris Evans' head on like this really Kid. skinny guy. Yeah. I was like, this is. Uh, 